everybody. Welcome back to the RDM Pod, episode three, sponsored by Wheel Hockey. I talk about Wheel all the time. You guys see Wheel everywhere. People rocking their shirts, good roller, it's everywhere. If you don't know about them yet, well, follow them on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Or go to their website at willrdac.com to check out all their gear. They got hoodies, they got hats, they got shirts. Personally, I got a long sleeve black shirt, original from the roots. Amazing, comfy, it's awesome. So hit them up there, go check them out. All right, let's do it. Hey, boys, welcome back to the RDN Podcast. This is episode three. It's Jordan here, feeling nice on the Super Bowl Sunday. Rob, how you doing? I'm great, man. I am great. Watched some good. A lot of hockey last night. There is so many games. I think every team almost played. The Avs got dusted. That wasn't fun to watch, but seeing the Battle of Alberta was pretty tight. And like you said, Super Bowl Sunday. I am uh, I'm ready. And Kev, how are you? Man, I'm doing good. Just had a little practice with the kids this morning. Um, it's an absolutely gorgeous day. It's like 70 degrees, day oh two gosh. of February. It's perfect out right now. So it's just jamming on the way home to uh, to get the good old RDN, good roller podcast going. Yeah, and I think, uh, you know, a lot of people don't know that we're all from Denver. So getting that kind of weather in February – Dead. just perfect it's amazing you, you'll take it every single day you can oh my god tomorrow we're getting uh four inches of snow by the way yeah just getting cracked on tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. classic colorado yeah we'll get the wind later today and then all the snow coming tonight by the way did you guys catch the goalie fight last night in the battle of alberta i i saw the clip or i saw like the highlights of it um but yeah that was that was wicked man that was so it was just so organic and those two teams are in such a feud right now it's so good for hockey and for canada i like man it's it's exciting it's exciting i i i can't i didn't know they were playing again last night and then i'm, I'm like oh man they got another one and then i'm looking at instagram and i see the clip of everything and it's like holy cow man it's good stuff dude i mean yeah like uh, like kev said i saw the clip and i just rushed to youtube and of course nhl doesn't post it on you know their youtube because they don't want yeah. to know fighting but Sportsnet, you know the canada espn <laughs> bro they're all about it yeah so absolutely yeah i was on there watching that and you know who started that whole thing well started that little melee was a roller player Sam Gagner or Gat. Well, <laughs> <God. laughs> I don't. I'm bad with names. <laughs> but he he was a uh, Narch NHL Junior All Star when he was a kid. He was in a little magazine. Nice. But he started that melee. I thought it was pretty cool. And then just seeing seeing Mike the Smith face bro. off. That was pretty epic yeah. because both of them played. Yeah, on. Mike Smith tuned him up Last pretty year. good. Man. Yeah, Mike's, it was pretty cool. Mike's was just... Talbot trying to throw, like, a body shot. And I'm like, what are you doing, dude? <laughs> like, <laughs> what is that going to do? You have so much I equipment know. on. Yeah, I but, know. I mean, Smith's reach, dude. Man, you yeah. That <laughs> thing was... He's a huge. Was, he's huge. He's yeah, massive. That was, uh, but no, that was, that was very exciting. That was a treat. That was a nice, nice Saturday, uh, nice Saturday treat for all the folks at home. I know, man. That's, yeah, good. that's the battle of Alberta for you. So... As it's February already, we know that, you know, tourneys are coming quick as we already had with Narch winners. And we have a couple of tournaments coming up. Uh, Rob, you want to talk about the tournaments we got coming up? 
So we got State Wars, Winter Wars, February 21st through the 23rd in Huntington Beach, California at the rinks. That should be a great one. I mean, everyone loves going there. Narch was just there for uh, Narch Winter Nationals and... It's a phenomenal facility that everyone loves to go to during the winter time, especially if you're not from California, because you get that great weather and good roller. And then, so you know, as most of you guys know, Tours made their you know announcement from dropping too hot for ice, and now they're just Tours hockey. So they have their first you know name under the new banner. Uh, it's going to be the Tours Adult Winter Classic. It's going to be February eighth through the ninth in New Jersey. Um, it's, uh, I believe it's only an adult uh, tournament, but, you know, that should be pretty cool since, you know, you're going to probably see a lot of new banners, see a lot of new stuff with Tours' new logo coming out, and it's just Tours. I think it's a lot cleaner. It's a cooler name. Maybe most people already called it Tours, but it's nice now that you don't have to worry about, you know, saying the whole entire uh, mouthful, and it just – it looks sick. Their new, <laughs> their new logo sick too, so – um, it, it is nice and clean, like you said. I heard um, Trefty told me that that was uh, Bertaccini's idea. So Joe Bertaccini was, was you know, head of Too Hot for Ice. And so when him and Ronnie merged, what was that now, about seven years ago? Um, yeah, like you said, you know, everybody still kind of calls it Tours. And, you know, those guys, their emails, it's like Ron at Tours Too Hot for Ice, Joe at Tours Too Hot for Ice, and, and the website Tours Too Hot for Ice. And so, yeah, it was a bit of a mouthful. And now, you know, I think for just brand recognition to just have it be Tours Hockey, um, pretty, pretty good move on their part, I think. And I think it just kind of, um, you know, amplifies everything, getting ready for the new year and the new, new set of tournaments and everything. So, yeah, I think, I think it was a good call by them. I, I think it'll be, uh, I think it'll be fun. It'll be It'll be a good new look. Tours has their actual like winter national though. What what are those dates? They do that in the winter. November. Okay, so they have their winter cup. That's in March twenty seventh through the 29th. Yeah, that's the one I was looking for. Okay, yeah, and that's so in Chicago, Chicago, Illinois. That's going to be okay. at the uh... yeah Salt, Salt Creek Sports Center. <laughs> I think is what it is. So shout out Griffin, Griffin family. Yeah, that rink is dope. They took care of us last time. Yeah, they did. Uh, they did great hospital fatality you know right when you walk in the building like what can we do for you you know i'll show you the best place to you know start streaming and recording and i was like dude he's just he's the man you You guys keep all your stuff up here you guys got it yeah so uh but yeah so that's gonna be in march we'll you know when uh the uh march podcasts roll around we'll definitely talk about Um, um but yeah those are the two tournaments in february to look out for then from march to august it's full roller season qualifiers and tryouts Love um, it. Backtrack me a little bit. Is too high just like eh, like done now? I, I don't think it's necessarily like completely done. So since they did the merger, I mean, it's still too hot for ice is still. I, the, the thing about it was that they did this merger because Ronnie had his regions like St. Louis and Michigan and Chicago and kind of a lot of those Midwest regions too hot for ice had the, a lot of the Southeast Georgia, North Carolina, um you know uh, uh i already said georgia florida um so that i think that's why they merged because then having both tournaments enables them to be able to go to all those locations under one umbrella now with it just being tours i'm positive they're still going to have regionals and things going on in those places um it's just labeled tours so i don't think too hot for ice is going to be brought into it like name wise but joe bertaccini 
is still a part of tours who did two hot for ice, you know, when we were growing up and they had two hot for ice tournaments here in Colorado and stuff. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, Rob there and Kevin, there's some new wheels coming out. Yeah. So Kev, I mean, you were at uh, Winter Wars. Um, As you saw, you are. (laughs) So, so yeah. Kev, so Kev, you were at uh, Narch Winter Nationals in uh, Huntington Beach. Um, there was two new wheel releases. One in particular that yep. you are sponsored by with Connex. Um, the Connex uh, Pure X comes out February fifteenth, day after uh, Valentine's Day. Um, Get your loved one a set. <laughs> exactly. On <laughs> that, right? Um, can you, I mean, you're tendy, but is there anything that you know about that wheel? Um, I know you probably, you haven't skated on it, but um, what do the boys think of it? You know, what do they think in the locker room? They, they, they like them. I think they're a little firmer from what mm-hmm. I heard. They're, they're a little bit harder. Um, they grip a little more though. Um, so, so those guys, I mean, all the boys were rolling in the blue ones. That's what they are. They're, uh, they're a nice blue wheel. That's why we had our blue uniforms. So, um, from what, from what, from what I heard, the boy, the boys like them a lot, a little bit, a little bit more durable, a little harder, which, um, you know, some people like softer wheels. Um, when I wear softer wheels, they get tore up real quickly. So a little bit of a firmer wheel it, for me, at least being a bigger guy, it, it, a firmer wheel is nice. So I am, uh, I, I do roll on the peers still, the old white cures. Um, so yeah, whenever we're down Thursday night leagues. Yeah. Yeah. So at the old skate city. So, um, when I get a chance, when, when Nick kind of gets more of those in and stuff like that, hopefully I'll be able to kind of check those out and and have a little more feedback for everybody. But, um, from, from the boys on the squad, it was, uh, it was well received. That's good. That's good to hear. Um, there's also another wheel release, uh, Labeda slime. Um, I mean, that wheel looks fucking. I like the look of that wheel. It's, they're you. They're they're yeah. pretty unique. They've got a they've got a cool look to them for sure. Um, they're like almost see through, but they've got the tint of whatever color it yeah. is. So I think the Skittles kids all had those on. Um, it goes good the with their uniforms. Guys. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. Um, all the Palma guys did so, uh, and those were pretty. From what I heard from people, they were well received too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they definitely have a very unique and kind of like a good little flashy look. And, uh, you know, for the kids, I mean, who wouldn't want something that Tino and junior is wearing and it, and it's that colorful and that unique and stuff like that. And I think you can even get like, a, you know, different kind of like colors in them and it'd still be the same wheel. So yeah. yeah, those were, those were pretty cool. Cool name too, you know, like yes. slime, like who, as, as a kid, kids love slime things. We sell slime yeah. at the rink. So I mean like Very enticing. all over those wheels, man. Yeah, no, I, uh, yeah, I, I thought those were pretty cool. And, um, you know, both wheels were, I've just had, you know, DMS and, uh, asking, you know, about them when they're going to come out and everything. And they're both look, sick so you know do you know when the slimes are coming out they're already out you can buy them they, i believe yeah. uh, they are okay they yeah, are so, I, I think sure. if you email or just you know message labeda hockey in their instagram um then they'll probably get in contact you with email um that's what last time i heard i don't know if they're for sale at stores yet or what they're gonna do with that but they are for sale and they were for sale at uh narch that's what i do now so cool yeah um jordan <laughs> Yeah. So 
This past week, already in posted from you got together the brothers Iron Man Attorney two v two idea, and there's a lot of sick names. Sick. Well, duo. so hold on, it wasn't an oh. idea of doing the two v two tournament. It just first started. Oh, with, it, it okay. So the pop, the post. What I wanted to do was just highlight the brothers in the pro division. You know, the siblings. The, yep. You know, well, the brothers, the siblings. I kind of talked about this with some people. The siblings list would be insane. Um, and yeah. It's just, there's so many, you know, the Duns, there's four of them and they're all, they all play pro level, you know? Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's, um, but yeah, there's a, there's, there's a lot. So we just did, we narrowed it down to the brothers and there was a lot. I like when I was going through it, I was like, holy shit. Like, yeah. This is insane. I didn't really like, I, on my team, Prowlers at one time, we had, three sets of brothers. We had the Dwyers, Kevin, Frank, <laughs> we had Jordan Please. Bateman and, uh, what well, Connor Bateman, <laughs> CJ Bateman. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then we had the Bovies, JT and Cody Bovie. Um, and even at one, maybe did we have Brian Rogers and Bo together or. I don't think so. That would be crazy. I think, yeah. but <laughs> even then, so there's so many sets of brothers in the uh, just within you know pro hockey, and you don't realize it. So I just wanted to highlight that. And then I'm out, so I'm posting this. I'm like talking to Jordan. I'm like, dude, like this is kind of cool. Like you could make a tournament, and then from there, yeah, it blew up. And everyone's like, let's do this. You should ever, you know. So yeah, that's how it started. Well, absolutely. No, that was, it was quite a list. It was quite a list of, uh, of duos for sure. Um, I think the matchup I would want to see the most, I think would be Joaquin and Ethan and, uh, Joey and PJ DiMartino. I think that would be the brother matchup of like the century, man. That would be just a crazy two on two battle. I, uh, I absolutely agree. The D Martinos. So Kevin, you remember last, uh, last year in April sitting down with the black ice here in Colorado and yep. uh, Jay telling us about that story about, you know, PJ. Most- <laughs> <laughs> just yeah, going- he said he heard, uh, he thought he heard glass breaking and these guys were just beating the shit out of each other for hours upon hours. <laughs> yeah. Well, why do you think Joey's so good? exactly that's my point and like see so like seeing those two together like <laughs> one's a righty one's a lefty they're deadly and then the chaviras oh geez staples in the roller game legends yeah. like that just would be a matchup but then i mean you have so like awesome. garrett har and cooper har like that's yeah. just such a underestimated you know brother duo that can it's do like it the, the Moonies, also the what the kettlers Oh, the Kettlers. I mean, the grunt. Corey and Cody. Yeah. <laughs> the Kettlers, <laughs> they didn't uh, – they posted on there they want to do a hot dog eating contest against them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't expect anything less from Cody. Cody sent us a clip uh, yesterday of um, little Brooksy. Uh, uh, just first little toe drag with a little stick and a ball. It was so cool. So that's his son. So yeah, they got got a couple more Kettlers in the pipeline with uh, with Cash Money and Brooks, um, Corey's kid being Cash and stuff. So yeah, man, the Kettlers obviously they would uh, they would they would have a dog in the fight as well. But yeah, like like you said, man, there's so many. I almost want to pull up almost want to pull up this post, but I'm all connected on the phone and stuff, so I don't want to <laughs> screw anything up. 
Yeah, no, I mean the annoys too. Like it's just... yeah. How can you forget about them? Um, they've been playing obviously together for a long, long time. Um, Mike Michael's a little bit older now, a little bit more seasoned, but D's is all you know skinny, skinny mini D's now. So they would definitely they would definitely compete a bit too. But yeah, man, there's there's endless possibilities. Well, like... I think. I think somewhere down the road that uh, that needs to be a tournament that happens and, and goalies, you know, you'll just have to find goalies. Goalies might well, have to get a bit like of a the Eisenhowers and the Johnsons. Like they exactly. both have a goalie in net and play one on one, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, we should make that happen. That should be like Roller Dad's first tournament. The, so I was the- I was thinking like there needs to be a warm up tourney before the summer run, correct? Yeah. Well, better place to have it is Colorado. I mean, yeah. it's so nice in May. It's beautiful. People love to come here. There's so much to do here. Um, yeah. I mean, like I said, in February, it's 60 degrees or 70 degrees outside right now. Just imagine how nice it's going to be in May. And May's like the best month. True. Yeah, we True. can figure it out. But I think that we get, somehow we got to make that happen because that would be sick. You know, a little warm-up tournament before all the summer run. And, uh, get to see all the boys. Yeah, you know, maybe talk to some sponsors, see, you know. Because, you know, like you said, Kevin, maybe you get pick maybe eight goalies. And those eight goalies just have four or five games a day or whatever. And they don't even know what team they're playing on, so it can't be biased. But those yep. eight, you know, and obviously the winning team gets a prize, gets a prize. But maybe the goalies all get paid somehow. So there's no incentive to play bat. You know what I mean? Just to, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just to keep it so, even. Keep it even. Keep it, even though, yeah. keep it yeah. partial. There are more players than our goalies. Unbiased. Yeah. Well, I think it'd be sick if we could somehow make this happen. We need to talk to some people first, but we're gonna make it happen. Yeah, I know it's okay. As <laughs> you guys hear, hear first, it's in the works. It's in the works. The RDN sibling, Iron Man. <laughs> sick. I love it. I love it. <laughs> It'll catch on for sure. Yeah, but yeah, that'd be sick. That's. Uh, I thought that was a pretty cool post. You know, it blew up. We had like a over like a hundred and fifty comments on there, and I was just like, this is just. For, created its own monster so that was cool to see and it's just cool to see all the brothers um you know that are playing right now just imagine that have played through the years it's just ridiculous but yeah, um, absolutely yeah we can uh, move on so kev i know narch one is just passed and, and i wanted to ask you about who impressed you the most and i specifically wanted to ask you about um two people but i'll go with one and i wanted to ask about the rookie of the year and how Jaden looked when you're over there in March winter. Man, Jaden drives his own bus, dude. That kid, uh, he's impressive. Um, nitro so bus? I, what's that? A nitro bus? Yeah, yeah, he drives the nitro bus, man, for sure. I actually, so I had an 18 and under team out there that I was coaching, and we played nitrous, and I told the kids, I'm like, yo, get ready for this next game. It's going to be a lot different game than our first one. And Guzman is out there just manhandling my guys like uh, the his speed and his ability to to turn on on you know a dime and make moves 18 and and under 18 and under 
He's still 18. <laughs> that kid is sick. And that's what I mean. He's throwing my guys into into the walls, and I'm just like, oh, my God, dude. And kids are looking at me, and I'm like, yeah, he, I'm, I'm playing against him later today. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> so, so getting a glimpse of him playing his own age group, it's just not even fair. He, uh, he, he creates so much, man. If he gets caught in the offensive zone, he can get back. He can get back so quickly. And, you know, when he's got the puck, um, I, I, I noticed in this tournament, man, he shoots the puck so hard. I, I never realized how good of a shot he even has. And so you put all of his other skill sets together, man, and he's, he's almost kind of like a one-of-a-kind, like, generational-like player in our sport. He's, he's, a special, he's a special talent to watch, and it's, it is a lot of fun to watch him play. Man, yeah. My uh, the two that I had in mind um, out in the pro division, man. First is is my boy uh, Charles Robinson, Charlie, man, for the Nitrous team, the goalie. Uh, the game in particular against Palma, they went up, I think, one to nothing, and Palma then toward the end of the first period, they had a delayed penalty. They had this puck. I I'm not kidding. I'm not exaggerating. They had this puck for two and a half minutes in nitrous zone and they're just getting chance after chance after chance. Charlie is in full splits, like making glove saves, making like blocker saves on Travis snow on junior Cadiz on Shane Fox, where I, like I told you today, Rob, my jaw is on the floor watching <laughs> this period. And I think they got out of that period up two to nothing or something like that. Uh, all because of Charlie all because he was the backbone for those guys. They played black ice in their first game. The game would have been over in the first period if it weren't for him. He's, he, he just, he rises to the occasion. He rises to who he's playing against. And man, he played lights out. He played really well. I won't even say it's a coming out party because I know people do know him, but uh, man, I, I was just blown away with how well he played um, in that Palma game in particular. So shout out Charlie. Um, kid owns his own web design business, so I should have hung out with him a little bit more at school than <laughs> maybe some mm-hmm. of the other boys because he's he's got he's got it going at, in hockey and outside of hockey. And then uh, the other guy, um, he kind of he kind of put a little craw in our um, in our game against the Raiders. Greg Hughes, he had he had a, like tying goal, and he had the I think he had two tying goals actually. Um, but yeah, he put in two really nice shots and that guy you you guys know the Raiders they they don't have you know all the all the guys that some of the other rosters do but they they got some grinders they got some gritty guys and Greg Hughes man they have chemistry they've been together for a while Those yeah boys, yeah yeah you've stayed together too That's, yeah uh, about that he's team. got a he's got a nice skill set on him man he can shoot the puck he works hard he plays good D stays with his man and stuff so yeah Greg Greg Hughes played pretty well out there as well. I had the chance to meet him because um, he knows a lot of the Conix boys too. So, uh, so yeah, I think those, those were my two guys. You, we, like, like I told you too, we can talk about, no, we can talk about Cadiz. We can talk about Pascali, all those guys till the cows come home, but uh, shining, shining a little light on some of the guys who don't get as much recognition. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you were the one that there, we weren't, we saw the championship game because of Kev, Kev holding it down. <laughs> that was sick. Um, yeah, that was that was a lot of silver bullets later after the day. Yeah, some sponsors out there, you know, <laughs> some sponsors for sure. So, but yeah, that was sick. You had enjoy that in my uh, 
little bit of commentary on there. You know, George Collins loved that. <laughs> oh yeah, he sure did. Texted me, turn the comments on. What are you doing? <laughs> no, he's right. That was kind of cool. Like at first, I was kind of like, I just don't. The comments are sometimes can be, um, they're just in the way. Yeah. But it's fun. Like it is fun yeah. to see because that's that's the cool thing about the roller community is the boys are. There's people in France. You know, Luke's in France, and he's talking to his boys in Cali, and it's while, while watching a game, and you're just you feel like you're all there together. You know, so absolutely, it's sick. And you know, are you are you are either of you going to Winter Wars? I think Rob is. Yeah, I'll either. be there at Winter Wars. Um, we're gonna be. I'm gonna be at both Winter Wars. Cool. Oh. oh. Whoa. All right. That's an announcement. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I told, I told Chernema too. I wanted to interview him and I apologize. I did not get any interviews. Sorry guys. We would have had some interviews, but uh, (laughs) Kevin was having too much fun and that's nothing. I know you got to have fun though. Right. You got got the semis and the championship. Hey, you did. That was the most important part. I think that <laughs> that was streaming too. That was huge. Like there was a lot of people watching, so that was sick. We'll get yeah. Chernema. We'll get Chern. Don't don't worry. Yeah. We haven't even mentioned. Uh, do Do you want to mention what interview you're going to put with this? Uh, yeah, you mentioned. It, yeah. So we kind of have a little uh, picked a little uh, something out of the little bag we have, and uh, it's been it's been banked. It was last year in April at the College Nationals. Um, I had the chance to sit down with Ron Bielstein, who is the owner, director of Tours Hockey. Legendary. Um, and the legend man. double deuce, Tommy Bruce. It was awesome getting to talk to those guys. I got to obviously know them my years at Lindenwood and then to see Tommy out there coaching and Ronnie doing his thing. And I was doing the social media for NCTRHA last year. So, um, yeah, that one's been banked. But it's a pretty good time to release the Nationals. Nationals is in like two months. So, so yeah, we got a we got a nice little interview on tap. But uh, it's it, it it's a little long, but um, man, it's it's good. We talk about a lot of good stuff. So that's awesome to hear. Yeah, that'll be cool for a lot of people that you know, kind of the older crowd too. That you know know those two in particular and very personal. That will be oh so man, really some cool of the some of the stories, dude. Holy cow! I am just dying. you guys got to wait in here to this the stories. Yeah, Johnny B and Tom Bruce. What's going on, everybody? This is Kevin Dwyer coming at you from Rochester. I'm here with two of the absolute biggest legends in our sport, in my opinion, getting to know them a little bit. I got Ron Bielstein on my right and Tommy Bruce on my left, and we're going to talk about some Lindenwood stuff, some... just some good stuff, honestly. Lindenwood, Taurus Too Hot... We're going to talk a little bit about everything, fellas. Awful generous to be referred to as a legend. Feeling pretty stoked about that, so. This makes me feel old. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ronnie, we're going to make you feel even older, and I'm going to ask you Uh-oh. where your start was and everything. I, I personally know a little bit about spinny wheels, but for people who don't know about spinny wheels, um, why don't you just kind of let everybody enlighten everybody about that a little bit well spinning wheels as it as it was uh was just a regular you know skating rink some people refer to mom and pop skating rink at birthday party session skaters you know that kind of stuff and at some point in time we uh we started uh just youth roller hockey in there and um 
you know, when my kids got of age to play, and it just just kind of went crazy after that in our area. And uh, you know, you know, prior to prior to that, you know, going back, you know, I first played my first national championship on quad skates, 1974, and so. I would say, you know, a couple of years prior to that, we had neighborhood guys just to just throw skates on and bang around, and I got in the rink business technically in 1980. So it's been a, been sliding and rolling since then. We would drive when I was when I was at school. We would drive to practice it with Hackman. Yeah. In his little fucking Tonka truck, yeah. and we would drive to practice, and and he would talk about spinny wheels sometimes. He'd bring it up, and he said on Tuesdays and Fridays. And you know Hackman, Tuesdays, Fridays, five dollars get you in the door all night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Hack, Hack was one of our guys that came up. You know, Keith Hackman, all the way. Oh, or Josh Hackman. Well, well, they kind of come together. You know, did. so but you know, I mean, Josh uh, started as a as a kid in, the, in our in our youth leagues, and you know, then the next thing you know, he's hoisting the cup right at. Uh, in Florida, there and his parents, it was like uh, kind of emotional. You know, it's a, it's full cycle for those guys. It was great. Two of the two of the best parents ever. Oh, for I, sure. Keith and Cheryl, I, I, for my years there and what they did and took care of us, and even you know the year in in Kansas City when Hacks wasn't playing and they came out to watch. It's just, you know, we we'll get into it later, but that's kind of like what LU's about. A yeah. little bit, you know. Well, it's a I got culture. To, I got to experience spinning wheels one time. Really? You know, I was a late addition. You know, I came in 2003. So what year? What year did you did spinning wheels? Well, what, it, what year was it? The end. We we uh we were last open in uh, June of 2006. So wow. I'm thinking it was like Christmas break of like 05. Yeah. And we had just you know everyone's coming back from break and we want to get some skates in and uh. We, we got to play at spinning wheels. It wasn't any fair playing against Fudge out there because, you know, he's got the, the skating background, but... On the wood floor. On you the know, wood floor, wood exactly. Sport court. Is that what you had? It was a wood floor? Yeah, it, it wasn't was like an tradi- epoxy or anything? Traditional maple Beautiful. floor. At that time, you know, we had to coat it. It had a clear plastic coating oh, yeah. to preserve it because Absolutely. It, that building was, four, that was 40 years old. You know, the wood floor, through the time, you was you know, you'd sand it and resurface yeah. it. Yeah. It has a lifespan, and so people started coating it with, you know, urethane-type plastics to yeah. add life to it. So, yeah, that's good. I'm glad you got, you know, I could see, it in, your, I could see it in your game that it helped you. Absolutely. <laughs> that's yeah. unreal, Tommy. You got a little time at spinning wheels. Well, let's let's point it over to you, Tommy. I know you're a Long Island guy. Oh, yeah. Uh, Islanders pick... big win tonight, 2-0 yep. against Pitt. 2-0 <laughs> over Pitt. We got the NHL playoffs going on. NCRHA As you sit here with your Blackhawk sweatshirt, where that? <laughs> they ain't, they ain't in it. They ain't in it, but you know what? You gotta you gotta represent and you gotta get make three, sure get everybody's out of show, don't you? I do. I do. And you know what? Anytime I hop in the color booth this week with the NCRHA, people don't forget to mention that. And I and I'm like, dude, like you don't need to say that. Like I'm just the guy here doing social media, but they love they love saying that. But Brucey, I, I had a good chance to sit down with Jay Miro and some of the Black Ice guys, me and Robbie, about a month ago. That's my roots, um, man. Yeah, why don't you just kind of take it from there? Well, that actually wasn't the first tournament team that I played for. Ronnie, you might vaguely remember a team called the Grizzly Gear. 
Grizzly Gear. I do remember the name. I we, think I think Thompson mentioned that when I talked to uh, Thompson and Tim. Yeah, well, Thompson played for the Face Off Flyers and uh, <laughs> Gri- Grizzly Gear and Face Off Flyers. Are we really ripping the think, alliteration back in the uh, early 2000s? Uh, yeah, right. I don't think we ever scored a fucking goal against those guys. Um, and I'm not kidding. From the time I was 11 to 13, I played with Grizzly Gear and we would get beat up by Thompson, Whitley. Flynn and those face-off flyer boys, um, and then I made the I I can't remember what it was. It was just like an open tryout for Black Ice. I had no idea who those guys were. Aaron Weiss, Jay Muro, they had no idea who I was, and went to a tryout, and uh, it was history ever since, man. I played with them from like 13 years old, 17 years old. And that's where it, that's really where it all started for me. And you are you're an 80 85 85, okay. 85. Wow. My my brother's an wow. 89. I'm just saying wow. I mean like my so I'm a 56. You know, shout out to Big Pops today. He turned 65. He's That's a 54. My guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's a 54. Happy so. birthday, Papa Dwee. Yeah, Papa Dwee's got the big 65, dude. Big. That's that's a, that's a milestone. Definitely one of my uh, favorite sets of parents there. You yeah. Guys. <laughs> we got the jersey hanging up at home, dude. We think about you all the time. Don't worry. Is that the one you actually bought, or the one that you took? <laughs> For those at home, it's a little inside joke. I uh, lost the jersey, I believe, my freshman year, and Ronnie uh, Ronnie believes I stole it, and it's hanging up at my parents' house. So that's just an inside joke for everybody listening. But uh, thank you. They they wanted me to extend a hello your way for this week, and they're glad that I'm here and glad that things are going so well. So just going back to Black Ice, um, Aaron Weiss and Jay Mira, I still I'm still in touch with those guys. We talk all the time, and they were they were such a big part of my development and, and helping me grow my love and passion for the game i would say that my love and passion for the game far outweighed my talent um but we they would take us on trips my parents wouldn't even be there they would take me under their wing and they were just so generous to me and uh, i can't say enough good things about those guys i love those guys and and that too like even just that last thing that you said you know that that's such a it's such a task and such even in in this day and age now it's it's hard to kind of have parents buy into something like that um with me with stallions back in colorado you know you with the younger age groups you kind of try to introduce travel hockey to some of these parents who've only played hockey in state and stuff and you know some of the parents are a little hesitant because you know if they can't make it well how's their kid gonna go there Right. And me as a freshman in high school, you know, the first time I went out of state to play with the team was, was with Boyo and the Outcasts in California. And so, like you're saying, you know, you're a young guy. You want to go play in some tournaments that the team's going to, but who are you going to go with? Who's right. going to take care of you? And your parents are probably like, hey, you know, like, what are you going to do? And, and you got guys like Miro and Weiss who, you know, live and breathe our sport and are willing to do things like that take care of tommy bruce on a, on you know one of his first weekends out oh, of state or something like that it wasn't my first and it wasn't just for me that they did it for you know we'd have 10 guys on a team we'd have two parents and jay and aaron to watch all of us so and yeah, yeah you're absolutely right like, like i said in this day and age it's, it's it's a little different you know maybe 10 15 years ago not not as kind of off the wall of like yeah hey, yeah my kid's going with his coaches to go play in a tournament but now I mean, it's 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 still, it's, it's still a lot of it going there's still on a now. lot of it. I mean, it's you know the sport's kind of like 
it's such a great sport, you know, and it's but well, it's at the same time segue. fragile because there's not a lot of people like those guys. And when you do find them, it's like their royalty, the you know that these people that do keep programs going, and you know it wouldn't even be fair to be mentioning them now because you would forget somebody. But but you there's, know, there's too many. I, yeah, too I, many. I see it like I see it on the tournament side of things. You know, it's like you, you just can't take for granted you know you know a guy that's doing it, keeping it together, and you know and doing all those little things you talked about. You know, organizing it's, the teams and taking them on the road and. You know, it's 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 not easy. And and in the year of experience I had doing it, I had just a 16 and under team with a bunch of good parents who, you know, a lot of them came out. Uh, a lot of parents are familiar with each other. They're kind of at the age where, hey, yeah, he's 16. He can go be with, you know, Rod Rieger and stuff. And shout out to Rod. Love that guy. Um, but you kind of touched on it. And it was it was a question I wanted to ask you. Um, and we'll, you know, get into it here soon. Ronnie runs. Uh, towards Too Hot for Ice, the national tournament series that goes on. Um, as a director of a collegiate program, um, somebody who's very well involved with the youth hockey in the state of Missouri as far as high school, and is there a middle school league or no? Yeah, it's part of that. The middle Mohawk school kind of league yeah. is, uh, is middle school, junior high on up. So I know that you know you're you're kind of locked in Missouri as far as you know your weekly grinds but on weekends you're able to do your regionals with Taurus Too Hot and Joe Bertaccini um where do where do you see as 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 I like to refer to you as the godfather of our sport where do you where do you see the state of the sport where do you see the state of roller hockey right now as far as how many kids are playing what can we do to maybe get more kids playing kind of kind of things like that what what you i know it's a very broad it, 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 it is it is and guys that sit in, in seats like we do um often don't you know we don't we don't have an option but to take the positive angle right is a lot of times and and you know, i think if you take like like the, on the tournament side you know there's like areas that are that are you know, gone that were there a few years ago, but there's some other other areas out there. Some people are keeping us stronger. Building, it's not like it's dead or dying or anything like that, but it's kind of leveled off over the past few years. And, and um, uh, I think that what's happened, though, what I've heard is that from some discussions with, like our you know our RHA partners, you know, with with uh, Narch and State Wars and us, you know, we we now when we get together, we do talk about like things. What can we all do to help areas and you know and, and grow some areas and, and you know that kind of stuff so I you know I, I think it's like it's pockets certain pockets it's really strong and healthy in other pockets it's not as strong and healthy but still going and and then you know right down the line so as far as the the whole state of it uh, like you say that's such a that's such a broad it's broad yeah. do, do you feel it's cyclical like like with almost even like the economy a little bit because uh, I'll give you an example. As a kid, me growing up, and when I first met you, you had your winter regional at RMR in Colorado. Yeah. Foothills Fieldhouse now. Right. January of 2011? Probably. That was the year I graduated. So January of 2011, you came to Colorado. You held your tours, winter nationals. You weren't too, tours too hot for ice yet. Um, but that's a perfect example Is is after, you know – really weird for me at least I, I went on to school I went on to LU and then when I would come back or hear about what was going on back home tournaments just weren't happening anymore 
you know, Darren wasn't coming out. You weren't coming out. Timmy had Winter Wars. Yeah, same building. Same, same building. Same And, you know, so what I believe, there, there's one, there's a couple, you know, it's a culmination of things. It's not just one reason or one thing that makes something happen, but a big thing that happened to us is that the Avalanche all of a sudden weren't making the playoffs, and they weren't very good. And me and a good buddy of mine, Scott Bagwin, believe there's a direct correlation with the professional franchise's success in a city and how many kids and parents want to get signed up for hockey. Because it was it, in that time, it was very evident. Right around then, when when I was getting ready to go to school, we, you know, the, not we, the Abs, the Abs weren't doing very good. They hadn't made the playoffs a couple of years, and and they were in the playoffs a lot. And just like I said, when I went to school, all of a sudden things aren't happening. And believe me, it's not just the Abs not playing good. Why tournaments aren't happening? But kind of going back to it being a broad thing, that's a big above where we're at thing to kind of seep into the foundation of what we do want to kind of build as far as youth stuff. If if there's not a hockey team in town that's, you know, worth a damn, why is little Johnny going to want to sign up for hockey when they can do soccer, they yeah. can do basketball, they can do baseball, you know? They want to see, they, they want to be in a sport that's successful in their state at a professional level. And 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 also recreationally too. Uh, Absolutely. I, you know, I think I think a good friend of mine, Walter Frazier, who was the president of tour hockey for many years, uh, brought it up to me at one time, saying, "Hey, you know, the successful sports are the ones that are also successful recreationally. You know, like you see people out, and I can remember, like in the heyday, like you, the, I mean." outdoor rinks and tennis courts anybody that, that could throw down a, a ball or puck and get a, a bunch of guys together skate the net down the street I, yeah we had to do that i mean you would see it on every corner so to absolutely speak, you know? and it's and i think that there's really you know there's something to that i think that, like some people do get hung up on it is it ice hockey is it roller hockey is it this or that it's like hockey's hockey right it's like the whole hockey world's healthy then probably we're all going to you know be thriving in our own piece of that and let me throw that your way, Tommy. I, I got to know you very well through us coaching Fort Zumwalt mm-hmm. West with sure. with good friend Phil Maroon. Absolutely. What up, Phil? Um, good friend <laughs> Phil Maroon. We'll be hearing from him. And, you know, you, you now are coaching um, LUD4. I am. Um, you're, you're, and so you, you've kind of had your hand in, in some of the youth stuff. Not – with the college level, it's not necessarily youth, but I mean like high school hockey, and I don't know if you've done yeah. anything since then, a little bit younger yeah. age. Well, but you guys are talking about the state of the sport, and you know I I can't add anything to that conversation because I I just don't know, you know where I am right now. Um, just act my activity in the sport is nowhere near what it used to be, and it, it has changed as you alluded to. I'm now coaching on the college level, but when I was coaching. Um, on the high school level, you know, it was very, very competitive. It was. So it was really there was competitive. a boatload of talent. It was a lot of fun. And if if people want to know is the is this is the sport in danger, I'd say absolutely not. I think with technology now and just kind of something like what what NCRHA is doing this week. I mean, 
it's only two rinks. It's a smaller tournament. The games are longer. Refs only have, you know, four to five to six games a day. It's it's smaller, and so things are a little more feasible um, technology-wise as far as our live stream, as far as kind of like the things that I'm doing with social media and all that good stuff. So where we're at now in our, again, current day and age, there's an ability to get this sport out to everybody. But as you had alluded to, Ronnie, there's there's things now that tournaments aren't doing as much as they were in the past, but then there's other things that in our day and age we're able to kind of maybe compensate for a little bit. Yeah, and I think the technology is what you said. I mean, you know, I, to speak on something, I just know from what we do at our national event, the tour's too hot now, with the live stream. I think that's, I think that if there's anything you can quantify what's going on with the sport, like, you know, last year, uh, our live stream folks give us data after it's over, you know, and that's just ours. I'm sure Timmy's got numbers, Darren's got numbers, whatever. But our numbers, like, we're 70,000 unique viewers for a week watched, watched, the, the, the games wow. on the live stream. That's a lot. That right? is a lot. That's a population. Which, that sounds like a lot, right? And the next set of numbers really blew me away is when you know, we were told that it was like 50 different countries and 40 different states compiled those 70,000 viewers. So it's amazing when you say that, and it's like and a lot of that has to do with the, you know, the pro Euro leagues and stuff like that. I mean, you got to think, hey, if people are tuning in to see what's going on with this, and, and everywhere else that may be thinking about hockey. So when you hear about what live stream has done to, you know, to to support that, I I think that has a lot to do with, it. you know, I think we're out there reaching people now, and and you know, I mean, when we parents of the college kids, you know, start hitting us up right, you know, like as soon as they find out where Nashville is going to be, hey, is there going to be live stream for those grandparents, aunts and uncles, whoever, friends Absolutely. that aren't here. And so the, the level of interest is, you know, is, that's exciting, really. I mean, at, at the sport level, you know, you take from playing in a mom and pop rink environment to where now people can sit at home and watch the game live with play-by-play guys and it's it's really first class it's uh it it, it really is incredible and um i know you've kind of lived through a time where that wasn't really a thing and now you've been playing tommy in, in a in a sport where there's been a bit of a generational change as far as kind of things like that go you know you've you've kind of seen the evolvement of of tournaments and their accessibility technology-wise and stuff. So it is really cool what we are able to do um, as far as getting getting the stream out, having people from all sorts of different places kind of see stuff. Rob Woods, roller dad, father, um, the first podcast we did, he said he had like 10 different countries, 10 different people from other countries listen to our our podcast and that's just us like i mean i know we're small like but the fact that people are kind of going out there and wanting to hear some you know just just some roller hockey stuff it's awesome yeah it's reassuring it's reassuring because there are times there are times where i'm sure you as a tournament guy like you said you kind of got to take the positives but it's not like you're not thinking about those negatives where you're like jeez well yeah it's like it's like anything you do, you have to look at the whole picture. Mm-hmm. But you know, I think I think we 
Joe and I as a, as a pair, you know, and what we do, we try to keep our glass always half full. You know. Joe with a side of Bertaccini. Joe with a side of Bertaccini. <laughs> no, ab- absolutely. Well, I I think we've we've hit a lot of a lot of notes on that topic. Um, before we get going further, I uh, I I gotta have you retell the uh, George Collins Eastern Michigan story. Huh. Can you please? You what? Well, it was George and Tuna. They both had equal share in it. The Chrome Domes. Derek Tunison, yeah. Were you on what the team? used to call them, yeah. What was were you the... were on the team? Yeah, they were oh. the Chrome Domes. They were the... Oh. What the fuck did you call them? Yeah, that might have been it. Chrome something. They, yeah. they were the only two two they, little rats running around on our team. They had Chrome... It was, it was George chrome and grills. They had the Chrome, chrome cages, cages, and everyone else yeah. had a regular helmet. You know, we're classic... Classic look, and these two. It was George and who? George Collins and Derek, Derek Tunison. Derek Tunison from Detroit. Yeah. yeah. Derek from Detroit. Derek. I don't from know Detroit. Guy, yeah. Derek from Detroit. That's perfect. Derek from Detroit. Yeah. So where were you guys at? That was North Carolina. North Carolina. Okay. And, Tom, and Thompson Raleigh. did kind of allude to that. I tried to have Thompson tell the story, and he was such a square. I was like, dude, really? Like, well, he's the mayor, dude. He's got to be politically correct. Yeah, it's, correct, yeah. So. I don't want to throw this out there, but I'm going to. He wouldn't even have a beer at lunch during State Wars tryouts a couple weekends ago. Hey, man. It's... He said, I don't want alcohol, my brother. And I said, Greg, you can buy gum. Well, yeah, you can have one beer. And he's like, nah. So, yes. <laughs> Thompson absolutely takes care of it. LU alum. I know he's with State Wars, but you gotta love Thompson. <laughs> well, I can't believe you just chirped him like that publicly. I didn't chirp him. I'm just saying, like, got, that's you what got, That's what he does. That's how he makes his bread, man. I that's know. how he puts it on the table. What's well, a beer? Hey, some people hey, gotta take two kinds. Hey, I know. I'm he's a, learned I'm that from Lindawood. High standards. Okay. <laughs> right. Well, I guess some of us need to figure that out. Right. Well, now you're gone. I have no Cheers, control. Dwyer. Cheers, Brucey. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, North Carolina. Who were you getting? Were you playing playing Eastern Eastern, Michigan? We're playing Eastern Michigan. The game was one-sided, to say the least. (laughs) And, uh, you know, you know, Greg, I mean, that team was loaded. I mean, we talk about pro... That group of guys, we could have played pro back in the day with that group. I mean, we wouldn't have won, but we could have competed absolutely easily. With, you know, I mean, I, you know, there's like Tommy and Fudgy, you know, it, Greg, Lonis, Lonis, Brandon Marchand, Brandon. Even Marshawn. we're talking about George and Tuna. Those were, you know, those. No offense, those were our bottom guys, but. They could play. Yeah, yeah. We, I mean, if those they, are your bottom guys, you know. You're they like, had set roles, those two guys. <laughs> like after every power play, which in games like that, there was quite – those like, you guys are going. every. So after these guys go through a power play, like you said, these two guys are going 100 miles an hour, <laughs> and they are just ragging on everybody and just, not, just ticking people off. And they did such a great job. They never took penalties. They just – Flew around the rink and created opportunities, and they, you know, and they, you know, they both were like a buck forty, and just, you know, and I mean, just going around wreaking havoc on the rink, and it was they were just perfect teammates and, and a perfect time. In this game, though, just unfortunately, because the other team got tired of like everyone else just doing whatever they wanted, you know, 
And then at a certain point somewhere in the game when got things going, everybody, you know, games get one-sided at times. and You get frustrated. Get frustrated. It happens. Fatigued. Somewhere along the line, allegedly, allegedly, Fudgy shoots a puck, right, at a guy, you know, who's somewhere around the net. It says he was just shooting at the net, but puck just hit the guy in the wrong place. It, you know where it hit him? Hit him in the neck. Yeah, it that was a oh. little high. <laughs> and now, you know, if anybody knew Fudgy, he was down, probably trying yeah. to shoot for that top corner short side. The guy just had to be in the way. And uh, I don't, I don't so, quite remember it that way. But, but we'll, 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 we'll go with go. it. And so, so there probably is a high possibility that Fudgy might have been doing it on purpose or whatever. But that being said, so you know, <laughs> things are getting kind of crazy, and out goes out goes Tunison and. And out goes Collins, and they're taking a normal shift run around. And a couple guys have been just on their bench for most of the game. One guy never played at all, and the other guy got a shift or two. They go out, and the next thing I know from standing where we're at, looking down the rink, is I see I see I see Collins and Tunison like on their backs, like turtles, like and there's big dudes hovering over them, ragdoll, just shaking them, and they're like. Bouncing you know, their heads off the yeah, floor and everything, and, dude. They're and, just covering and up. Tuna and looks like he's doing some kind of like ninja thing with a stick, like blocking the guy. <laughs> he's like, he's like blocking the guy's blows, okay? And so, so it, it was, was like fucking Master Shredder. It was, it, it was, it was crazy to the tenth power, and. And so yeah, it got it got a little heated there, and the refs come in, and then it came you know some words between benches, and yeah, it was you know that that was that was the best part. Well, you know, I got a great laugh out of that, as I always have. <laughs> what I wanted, oh man, I, I'll just never forget the first time you told me that story, and you said George helicoptered. Oh, that's a different story. George, it's a different one. Yeah. No, George. Yeah. By get out of here, George. If we if we had kept a book from day one, <laughs> I just this is the completion of my 16th year at Lindenwood, and if we could have, you know, documented because we're all speaking of it. here from the Ashes, right? So yeah, I mean, it would be, but there might be a chapter just for George. I mean. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the, no, the best part of that was we were playing a team from uh, Rolla, I believe it was, you know, in, in uh, central Missouri. Okay. The, oh, all that, right. That's, all right. Go, the, go they, ahead. that's okay. what you're talking okay. about? Yes, yes, so, well, yes. They had a player, nice young guy, I mean, great guy. First, I mean, the whole team, uh, they used to they were gentlemen. thank us. Yeah. Yeah, we, do, we did mercy they them 10-0 in the first hard, period. Never man. a problem. Yeah. But they had one guy who was like a linebacker football dude, and this guy was. He like, was a linebacker. He, for, for real. Football. Didn't look like when he was and this guy was a rock and I mean solid as can be and George was going in a hundred miles hour and these guys <laughs> crossed paths and George hit him wrong. The guy hit him. They, the guy didn't hit him. They just ran into each the other. The guy's a football player. He, ran he collided him. with him the way you're supposed to yeah. collide with him. And I remember looking out there, and really, George 
was doing the helicopter hit and he has he's in rotation in midair like his stuff's flying off of him like there goes a glove there goes there there goes he was his stick he was if you can envision (laughs) if you envision him laying on his back on the floor but he was up about three four feet levitation he was yeah he was staring at the ceiling at just doing a helicopter The windmill, like a, a the propeller yeah. of a helicopter. And the guys is like Sorry. looking out of his fucking ear well, hole. Sorry. So <laughs> yeah. we're on the bench, and at that time we're Madison's. The benches, there's a bench and a bench, and there's like a gap between the benches, like a you know, maybe a couple foot like gap. So yeah, as you're coaching, the only way to where to stand was on the bench. You had to be careful of the gap. I I start laughing so hard, right? <laughs> I hit that hole and I fall into one of our other guys. Like I'm I'm a pile of rubble on the bench. I'm laughing so. And somewhere in the process, it struck me that George's parents were watching the game. <laughs> and I thought, oh, my God, they see me laughing at their kid who just got annihilated. We still don't know if he's okay, right, really. But he comes – George comes about this time. Get up like I'm laughing. I'm like, sorry I fell on somebody. And it's like here he comes to the bench. And seriously, you always hear stories about guys looking out their ear hole. 100%. George is, George is helping us completely twisted on his head. He's looking at the side. And, the, and his cage is like all twisted sideways. I mean, he's totally a mess. He comes to the bench and like he kind of gets himself settled a little bit. And I'm like, I told him right there, I'm like, George, I I said, you have to apologize to your parents for it because that was just the funniest thing I've ever seen. And he's like, don't worry. I'm sure they were laughing too. <laughs> so, so it was great. Ah, those, those times were oh great. Great God. group of guys with, with definitely. For our listeners, I literally just silenced my laugh for seven minutes. <laughs> Holy if cow. If we're going to talk about those times and we're going to talk about funny moments, there's one guy that pops to your mind right away. RB, who am I thinking of? On uh, from Lin- Lindenwood, those times... Just an absolute clown. Oh. Coleman. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I mean, I don't have it. I probably shouldn't share really any of the stories, but um, the guy was just a beauty of a teammate. Miss him. What was his first name? Brian Coleman. Brian Coleman. Goalie. St. Louis native. Tender. Tandy, out of his mind. Little guy. Was he the he one who played gold. in the alumni game? He had dope. Yes. 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 He was. Yes. yes. I yes. met him. Yeah. At, at our place, Bobby's. Give me some nux, Ronnie. Yeah. You know Bobby. I've heard of it. You've heard of him. It's not there anymore, it, is no, it? No, it's not. Close, Bobby's on Main. Close down. R.I.P. Yeah. R.I.P. Well, man. Well, yeah. Okay. So well, let's just do a quick Coleman. A quick Coleman. Okay. okay. Quick me, Coleman. Quick yeah, Coleman. Coleman. We're going. We're roadie. Road trip. Right. We're going. We're going to Long Island to play. We're going along. We're going. This is a this is a give back to Greg Thompson, Tommy Bruce. We're going to their hometown to play for a weekend with Lindenwood, oh, wow. right? So they're ready for us up there. And <laughs> I mean, and there's like hope. There's some Tommy stories too, but we're just going to tell Coleman. Yeah. So, 
So at that time, we had three goalies. We were rotating three goalies at the time. Mike Brown. Oh, okay. Uh, Ryan you, Viamonte. You Ryan told me Viamonte, the story, and, and I'm just going to listen. And so listen. we can only dress, actually technically dress two tenders for the game, right? So we brought Coleman. It was this rotation out. So he came over on the bench just to hang out with the coaches and be part of the boys. So we got games going on. It's, it's against Nassau, I think. Yep, uh, Nassau Community GPA College. College, yep. which, like, they don't have any love for the guys that – Jump and went somewhere else to play, right? So there's, I mean, it's going on in the Coleman, yeah, Coleman gelling, you know, these guys carrying shivs and shanks and that, you know, it's just going. So finally, the referee comes by, and there's, there's me, there's two other coaches, and the rules were three coaches at the time, and there's Coleman. So there's four guys, non-players on the bench, and the refs like coach, like the other guys complained, like. You got to get rid of one of the guys over here because you're only supposed to have wow. three, right? And like, is, are you serious right now? It's like, yeah, because somebody's got to go. And this, by the way, might be one of my biggest mistakes I've ever made at Lindenwood. <laughs> and that is, I sent Coleman off the bench, and I should have kept Coleman on the bench and sent one of the other assistant coaches off because he was he was on fire. He was so funny. Man. I would have rather kept Coleman over there. <laughs> and it, and it, yeah, it was like that's how good this guy was, dude. He he was a good dude when when uh, like I said there was that alumni game we had a handful of years ago right great at the, time at the wheel it was a great time Unbelievable were you time. playing did you play I yeah. played in that yeah. you did I yeah. did it, I mean was, I don't well, want you to rip through I bet that was, was the Thompson induction of the too? team yeah great the hall of fame that that's team. it the team that's it that because team. Thompson met Thompson Teague that's Greg correct. Thompson met Thompson yeah. I got a picture of him it's like one of my favorite yeah. pictures ever it's one of the best things we've um, ever done that was a really that was a cool weekend. That yeah, was a cool just, weekend having you know, the current LU team play the alum. I think we only won by like. A I goal. was gonna say it's disappointing it to yeah, and it's a little <laughs> embarrassing that we we couldn't pull it out against you guys. You know we had been out of the sport, out of the college era for you know five six years, but we came back and thought we gave you guys a run for your money. Man, I thought you guys were pretty was, soft overall and. <laughs> Just disappointed we couldn't pull that one out. That that was that was still bothers me. I I'm glad it does because I'm glad we won that game. Obviously, um, but no, that was uh that was a cool weekend. That was a fun weekend getting to kind of hang out with you guys and and like I said, it was awesome. Coleman. It was awesome. Fudge was out there. Fudge put a nice little backhand b-way on me i believe well, you Jeff Hill was out there yeah. everybody I, I mean we hardly missed anybody cantrell was there right oh Nugs. yeah Nugs Nugs. Was there. stick ian little yeah. stick yeah cerigos you know World and for you guys fun. on that team who got inducted like how fucking cool is that it was awesome man you got boys coming back to lindenwood and and you know as as much as Maybe you're reminiscent about your guys' stuff. You guys can still kind of see, like, what we were doing and respect, like, yo, like, the squad's solid, you know. They, they even beat us. And my my big thing that I kind of tell people when they ask me, like, about Lindenwood is, is something that you and I kind of <coughs> talked about, about building a program, having a little bit of a culture. So for listeners, I, I'm sitting here at the uh, Rochester Riverside. Yes. Yep. Riverside, Rochester formerly Convention. Formerly the Radisson. For, formerly the Radisson, apparently. Um, I sat here for about uh, maybe like 40 minutes waiting for Lindenwood to get back to their hotel. Um, and I got to go sit in the bar and hang out with some of the parents. They're they're buzzing on the St. Louis Blues and Winnipeg Jets game. And I sat down, and yes, I'm wearing my Blackhawks shirt. And they gave me a little grief, which – 
I would not ex- or which I would always expect from a blues fan if you're a guy wearing a Blackhawk shirt. Right. And uh, one of them was like, "Yeah, we'll let you sit over here with that shirt on." Yeah. And I kind of looked at him. I was like, "Yeah, I appreciate it." I'm like, "If I had my Lindenwood stuff on, I'm sure you." Got-. And they're like, "Oh, did you go to Lindenwood?" And so that's kind of how that all started. And I'm three years out of it. Yeah. I'm three years out of it. I got Tommy Bruce sitting right here who used to be quite a player, still is quite a player, and he's now coaching with the program. And so it's a culture you've developed. It's a program you've developed. I can come back to this tournament and work at this tournament and always know that I can just go chat with some LU people, even if I don't know a soul you have a connection. on the yeah. team. Yeah. You have a connection. You got. I mean, like... And that's so big, even to the parents now. The the parents I was with, uh, what, was it Ken and Chris? Gibsons. The Gibson, yeah. Gibson's family, yeah, uh, Steger's family. Kind. Uh, incredibly kind. Yeah, Canning's family was down here. I know I'm probably missing somebody. Just the ones I saw when you were coming out. And and I believe it's Gabby, the gal who's here. Yeah. Like, with Ibra- like when I was on my way out my last year, yeah, she was keeping all those little shits in line. Visico, Erase, Page. So, I mean, like, and even that, even an extension of the school. Somebody at the school who's their friend. It's what what you've kind of developed and what you've made as the Lindenwood program. And, yeah, everybody listening can say I'm biased, but I'll never forget you telling me when you did come to RMR that winter that I know that I can offer you something that no other college in the country will for this sport. And... If you didn't knock that out of the park 100%, you knocked it out like 150%. Because I'm sitting with my boy Tommy right now. I'm sitting with you. I got my boy. We have a boys group chat. And it's like, it's Elliot. It's Holmes. It's Casey. Daniel. Kettler. Kettler. You know, like, we're all, oh, my God. It's just four and a half to five of the best years of my life. Well, being at that campus and playing for the school. I would agree with you with that. You know, Tommy, by the way, was Tommy has my first year of coaching. That was your first year? Was Tommy and Greg. I actually had nothing to do with the recruitment guy because things happened a lot. Well, with the other coach, Derek Schaub, moved on to when Lindenwood started their ice program. And I've known Derek since he was a kid. And he called me up and he's like, hey, I'm moving on. You want to coach this thing? And uh, I'm like, sure. And he kind of gave me the roster. And I'm like, yeah, a couple of New York guys. I know these local guys. And, and that, uh, So that's, that's how little, you got in. That's, that's the start. That's where it started. Yeah, that's the start for me. What it, I mean, like Derek calling you. That was you summer and, of 2000. So did the school come to Derek and say, hey, we know you're doing roller. We want you to do ice and base. And, and twice, so, twice, twice, twice. I came over here to say some stupid-ass comment. I'm sorry that I just sat in on your guys' conversation. For yeah, set, go ahead. I'm, I'm going to go take a shower. No. But it, it was great to hear this uh, insightful information from you. Oh, yeah. And you're going to have to no. come back and listen on the back end, Scotty. We, I, uh, we all can't be as good as you as broadcast. Uh, I, know. I know. So, you know, take it easy. Ladies on and me. gentlemen, Scotty Manzer. I was going to say, yes. I don't want to butcher his last name, but Manzier. he has been standing Manzier. here for a little you know, while. Get it right, Manzier. You know, you know I, should, I hear his name thrown around the airwaves in St. Louis all, all the time because he's, you know, on ESPN he's Radio. A hot shot. Oh, yeah, he is. Yeah. I've known him well, for Thank three you, days. Scotty. <laughs> for getting us on the air today. And, uh, Congratulations uh, to Scotty, by the way, who's just 
recently was hired at a at for three ESPN in San Antonio. In San Antonio, I heard about really? that Moving kid. Congrats, dude. Nice. That's awesome, man. Nice. That's that awesome. Is, that is great. It's in August. Nothing to rest on there, dude. Good job. Well, man. That Lindenwood education, guys. see, it just keeps on keeping on. <laughs> hey, I'm here in Rochester because of it. You know. There you it, go. It's, I, now you'll be connecting us to Texas. That's right. That's right. Spe- speaking of uh, saying my name right. Whole freshman year, Jones called me Mandarin Oranges. Well, and I think one of the beauties about the sport, you talked about the overall sport of hockey before you walked up, and the, one of the beauties about hockey, and that probably is maybe the only sport besides the only one I know anything about, really any depth, is that people in hockey, hockey players, even their families, or have such thick skin that. You know, the, the way you can re- interact with hockey guys, it's like that, for example. You know, someone might get mad. Dwight, my first two weeks at Linwood, uh, when I joined the roller hockey team, I was uh, I was called Mandarin Oranges, and then I think Jones or Atterbury or Hilke, somebody came up to me. Atterbury, he's still around. And told me that I was the worst kid to ever try out for Linwood. <laughs> <laughs> first two weeks. Worst kid in history to ever try I showed up to the meeting and I didn't even know like Linwood roller hockey was a thing. And they went to you know the PowerPoint presentation. Holy I'm moly! Like, oh, you guys got a PowerPoint now? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're running it. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't a PowerPoint my freshman <laughs> sophomore year. Oh yeah, well. I show up and I can't. I, like you don't think I can skate now? You should have seen me back freshman year. A handful of years ago. Oh my! <laughs> you you were my you were my last, you were my first year. You were there in tryouts. Guys were getting out of the way so that. I could skate down the fucking floor. Like Kettler was moving. He was telling guys the back. It was so fucking embarrassing. Oh, I should have just man. quit. Hey, that's but but there's an there's an example there though, right? And we like we've all Prime example. We've never ever ever cut a guy. Yeah. There has been guys be there has been guys there's been guys that come and manage to work their way off. And there's been guys been you know maybe asked to leave after they've been there or whatever. But we've never ever cut a guy for any you know at any point in time. There's always been a place for guys, and especially like when they're good dudes, right? It's like you know that's an example right there. Is like you talk you, you kind of touched on it, and it's like the culture, you know, the program and the culture of what we do. It's like it's kind of like more like hockey holistic that it's it we I mean we we try to win every time out we're not going to do it every time out but we try but there's bigger picture to that there's a much and bigger I, picture sitting here at this table much bigger bigger picture, picture you know yep. and and the support of parents is unbelievable and yeah, I, was yeah. always, I was always told you know not here to make you and this is the whole coaching staff everyone's always told me i'm not here to make you a better player i'm here to make you a better person outside of here that was injected me freshman year from, from and, jones and Atterbury. and for some of i know I may, maybe the athletes maybe the guys who obviously are like god playing on the D1 team, blah, blah, blah. That's not in the forethought of when they're coming to the school. And it's kind of similar to like a junior hockey program. These are young men. These are young men that you're developing into individuals who are going to live the rest of their lives. And they're going to spend some time where you're at. And yes, they're doing it for hockey. And they're trying to further their careers as far as juniors, as far as, you know, me and Tommy and Scott playing for Lindenwood. But you just touched on it. At the end of the day, what are we doing if we're only making better hockey players? 
what are why are we making people better people why yeah. why are you coming to Lindenwood if you're just going to come play hockey you know yeah because at the end of the day there is a there's only so far you can go with any sport and definitely with this one but yet you know there even though there are opportunities so you you better have the total package when you get done or you know you're are you're wasting your time mm-hmm. you're wasting your parents money probably and you're wasting your time and and you know, unless you're open-minded to that again that's part of our part of our culture and, and and we can i mean think of the hundreds of players that just since you know like the 16 years i've been at that i know of I, I if you made me write down a list i would probably fall well, well short of 50 percent of remembering everybody you know if i try to think of it year by year by year and uh you know, it, but like almost, almost in almost almost every case you go down, it's like those guys have all been have all went and moved on, have you know great jobs and great families and you know and and everything like that, and yet still the hockey connects us all. Absolutely. At the tail end, even now, but but that's still the connect connection is through you know through that first day when every year. I bore myself with talking, you know, like at the, pre- at the meeting, at the preseason meeting. I told you to fly me out. It's for like, that, dude. I'll spruce it's like, it up. I am. I'm going to start <laughs> injecting do. just old guys just to, so they can reinforce it. Like, look around that guy. You don't even know sitting next to you, you know, and crime example. Short I, order is going to be one of your best buddies for the rest of I your life. I don't even mean to cut you off, but prime example of all what we're doing. I've heard the name Tim Henderson before. I don't believe I had interacted with him or maybe even like seen him prior to this weekend. He is my roommate during this National Collegiate. I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. What are you yeah. sorry for? Oh, there's some stories there. I love there. that guy. No, That's I what I mean. Too. Of course. That's what I mean. We all do. I'm we sure do. there are. And when I told my dad that I'm rooming with like a guy who went to Lindenwood like 10 years before I did, he's like. What? Like, he couldn't believe it. He couldn't believe it. But that's just another prime example. And I've known the guy for three days, and I fucking love him. Yeah. He's awesome. He's awesome. He probably was on the original Lindenwood roller hockey team back when Shabby coached. Well, actually, to give full credit, the program was started by Mark Abney. Okay. and, And Chris Carey's dad. They did a year. Remember that. Chris Carey? Yeah, of course. From and early, I early, early. And I they started the and program. And he was telling me that him and Carey are boys. Him that, and Carey yeah, grew up, and he said, that, you might not know, but Carey still, to this day, he says he thinks he has, like, the sickest hands. There was and I've seen Carey play, hands. and he does have good hands. Oh, he's got better than good hands. I have a grudge against him because he called a very bad call one year at Tours, too hot for ice, Winter Nationals. Still salty about it, but I, oh. I'm i a little older and can... I go. What, yeah, I, I'm aware, but it was to the point where it's like, are, are you really calling that a goal? So whatever, but Kari, yeah. Well, imagine how I out. feel with the crummy calls I saw today. So. Well, we know that a, a good player doesn't always translate to a good ref, right? Um, take <laughs> Same the, as a good player, not always translating to a good person, hey, you guys, as we were just kind of talking the night about. Games. I mean, there was some fireworks in every single night game from fans and parents. And oh, it's getting down to the oh nitty gritty now. This, well, I mean, like mom, you were around when I was talking yeah. to the Stony Brook yeah. mom. That was just oh, a oh, whole episode. Dude, we do not need to get into Kansas that. Kansas State lost Holy to Holy moly. Uh, Cal, Cal State, State Fullerton. And what after, happened? I was coloring that game. Yeah, so they, well, they lost. So after that game, Henry Ford and West Valley are playing. 
and they get Kansas State gets up on Are those the boards. junior college. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I was yeah. gonna say. So, so K State gets in the front row of the boards. And they start screaming, "No, 58, you suck!" And then his mom's in the stands. He goes, "Hey, shut the fuck up!" Oh, and like they pick it up in the broadcast feed, like because there's nobody fucking in there. Right. And so then like somebody like turns or says like you know something smart because they're college kids that are drunk. And then the dad comes down and starts walking up and like threatens to whoop their ass. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you know, Kyle ended up back at the ring tonight. He's the one just dropping. Are off. you kidding? Yeah. <gasps> so he gets called back up because no one's even there. No staff members are there. And you're just like, dude, I don't know what to do. I can't handle <laughs> yeah, this. Like, so, you got to get back so here. So after that, no, no, after that, Holy Henry moly. Ford is who K-State's cheering for. The mom, crazy moms in West Valley. Henry Ford comes all the way back and scores late, like 20 seconds left to win it. And they're like parading around, screaming the entire whole thing. <laughs> and this West Valley parents are just losing Oh their my God. Henry That's Ford insane. comes off the ice. They're high five, and I'm like, they're on the fucking team. <laughs> Oh and, uh, my gosh. That was that was not good. That, wow, we and, and you know like and, and we thought like just not getting our salad at dinner was an issue today. <laughs> huh? well, you should have seen yeah. JP at dinner tonight, man. He was fuming. You know what? I've been on enough of those dinners where we go somewhere where they are not expecting 40 people at well, 10 o'clock. Here's the deal. We called two separate times earlier today. We said, hey, we got 35 guys coming up. All right. Well, then. So we show up. They're I ready for my us. Words, yes. They got all the fucking tables lined up, all the chairs. Place looks great. The game's cooking on the TV. Everyone's in a great mood. They send one poor guy over to take everybody's order. Oh, Jesus. You know, he takes everyone's getting different drinks and poor JP gets a water. And he, oh, he wanted a water. Yeah, he wanted a water. Yeah, it right. took 40 minutes <laughs> to get got nothing. Oh, if you know JP, you know he oh, wasn't happy. Oh, man. It was just, it was... I'm hoping, I'm hoping. You know, I, we're, we're, I might we're, be able to get one meal with you guys before I leave this place. We're doing a separate podcast. Tomorrow. That sucks, man. That it's is so literally just going to be J.P. Bielstein. <laughs> they close me every night. I'm going to fuck. I'm just, me, you got to give me a heads like, up and I'll start making a list. Like, I'm going to snag him one day. That's because you're a Lindawood guy. They don't like Dude, Lindawood. I'm going to snag him one day. I got put on every shit game except your guys. Your game is the only game that I got to go. Well... I, I want to wrap this up in the next, like, I'm going to go shower because I have to be back up at the rink in, like, four hours, five, like, six yeah, hours. Yeah, brutal. Let's wrap it up I'm soon. I, I, what I'd we say got in the next, like, ten to, ten to 20 minutes. Ten to 20? Yeah. Right. We're, we're at 50 minutes right now. Boys. Have a good night, Scotty. Good we'll night, see you tomorrow, Scotty. brother. See you, Scotty. <clears throat> so, I know we've been reminiscing about some LU stuff, and I told you I wanted to ask you about this. I know what's coming. You know what's coming. Do you know what's coming? Ronnie knows what's It's where this guy made his famous nickname. Uh, Oh, yeah. I mean, no. The one – I actually have two on-ring Tommy Bruce moments. But number one for sure, hands down. Tomahawk Bruce. Tomahawk Bruce, Colorado Springs. And was that in Colorado Springs? 2008. National. So which one of you wants to walk – which one of you wants to walk this night? Might as well let me do it. No, that's all Tommy. I was just there. It's not like I asked him to do it. We, uh, we find ourselves in a quarterfinal matchup against Ohio State. and uh, Is this, like, Nationals? This is Nationals. Yeah. This is, okay, all right. This is the big show, this buddy. This is the show, okay. Eight beat. That's a whole nother. Eight, yeah. Um, yeah, we're against Ohio State. It starts getting a little one-sided, to put it nicely. They they didn't belong out there. To, and, uh, Seems to be a theme with uh, that generation of your team. Yeah, well, also, 
to speak on that, to speak on that, and to go back to your state, the state of roller hockey is, you know, I look at the college teams now in D1, and the parity is, it, it's the parity is much higher now. So I think there's a lot more talent now than there was when we played, and it didn't help that we had, you know, I was surrounded by you had a pro roster, pro caliber players. Right. So anyway, we're blowing this team out, and uh, it's the third period, and this kid gets a breakaway somehow, and he decides he's going to pull an Eton Shavira, pick the puck up on his stick, 360 on a breakaway, and try to slam it home. We have DB in net. He wasn't having it. He blockers it out. You know, their whole, their mom and dads and their other teams are going crazy. They loved it. You know, they're down 6 nothing, but... Who gives a shit? This guy picked the puck up on his stick. He's awesome, right? So I don't I don't even think anybody said anything to him. It's just like, hey, pal, what are you doing? Everybody's thinking it, right? So nobody says anything. The game continues. We score another goal, maybe another two. <clears throat> and we find ourselves down on a four-on-two somehow. And I'm out there. I'm one of the killers. And dude who helicoptered just before is out there again. So I... I Thinking in my mind, he's gonna pull another stunt, and I didn't want it to happen. Oh, so we weren't talking about George Collins helicoptering. We were talking about fucking. <laughs> okay, all right. Just clarifying. No, yeah, this is a helicopter. This is a trick. The helicopter of pulling it through his legs in 316. Correct. Doing the Eton. Okay. Correct. All right. All right. Um, so I'm in front of the net with another guy. Uh, I think it was Tom Morgan who played with us for a year, and. That dude's behind the net, and everybody in the stands, everybody on the benches knows he's going to pick this puck up and try the Michigan. So I'm waiting for it, waiting for it. Sure enough, he picks it up on a stick. I come flying at him. I gave him a full Paul Bunyan fucking tomahawk right across. I I went for the shoulder, and I think I sideswiped his head. Um, I think other guys will be able to tell you better than me because it, they played it on the fucking instant replay like 16 times. Well, <laughs> At the arena? Well, they oh were trying my to figure god, out. they don't even use instant replay there anymore. Yeah. Oh man. my god. But you know, every like I kind of feel bad about it sometimes and everybody, you know, everyone's always like, Bruce, oh my god, that was awesome that you did that. And I'm like... You know, I feel you're a like, human being, and you reflect on it, and you're like, "What the fuck was I thinking?" Yeah, and looking back, I should have just like grabbed him, but I'm not tough, so I have to use my stick. You know, I should have grabbed him and ragdolled him, but you know, at the time, it seemed like a good idea at the time. Well, you know what? I think how much I know you, and and the guy that you are dude you got a beautiful wife and you got three beautiful kids and and you do what you do now for lindenwood and you do you know you you do you're a teacher you're you're, if people don't know tommy bruce is a school eighth grade english grade ninth grade grade english he's moved up he was eighth grade when i was when i was back in missouri but the things you do and the like the decisions you make kind of like when you're younger and don't really like take into account things and when you're in the heat of the moment it, it's not like you you know i'm not saying that every day goes by like you think about what you did that day but like you, you're a person now where you're like yeah that was way out of line and yeah, i but th- my other thing that i was going to say is when i talk to people about it they honestly say man 
I'm so glad you did that because that's what I would have done in there's, this situation. There's also – He doesn't always hang around the right kind of guys. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's one thing that Tommy still needs to work on. And, <laughs> Go ahead. And I, th- I, and I mean like I, I, you listen to Chicklets, right? Oh, yeah. And I, I'm sure you don't, Ronnie. But, you know, there were a couple episodes ago where they said like, you know, there, there's um, the guy on Columbus, I think, uh, or somebody ran somebody on Montreal. And then the next time they played, they fought. And the homie on uh, Columbus um, got hurt. I think it was Byron. I think Byron, like, tuned him up. Right. Because he got a dirty hit. And they were saying, like, there's a code. Like, you do something that's not acceptable in a game, and it's either that same game or the next time you meet up, like, there's a price to pay. And even in the game of roller... I feel like in roller, you can kind of get away with it more than in ice hockey. Oh, absolutely. But even in roller hockey, we're hockey players. There, there's, there's something that you kind of live and die by, and doing shit like that, like you're down six to nothing. And that's the point, you know. If it's three, what are three, you doing? If it's three three, and you think that that's gonna give you the or, best chance to score and take the lead, uh, then do it. But or if you, or I mean, turning it on a dime, like if Ohio State's up six to zero on you guys, which obviously is kind of fucking bonkers to think about, but if they're ahead six nothing, like, all right, whatever, like I'll fucking do it, and maybe somebody's gonna do something to me, but maybe not at that degree. But you're down six nil, and you're gonna try and do an Eton and then a Michigan. Yeah, twice, twice. Who the fuck are you? Exactly. That and so. There's there's two sides of it. There's two sides of it completely and wholly. And, and it's the funny best, that... The best part, to interrupt you a little bit, but the best part was while the refs are sorting through this thing, trying to figure out, like, first of all, what happened? You know, we there's timeout, right? They're talking, and we have all the players over in front of the benches. So, you know, as coaches, we're all talking to them. And about every, you know, 15 <laughs> seconds, we would hear the crowd across the way at the arena go, oh, oh. And we're like, what are they doing? And then we noticed that they were kept showing the replay above us, but it was behind us, so we didn't know at first. Like, wait, and then we figured it out. Like, they're showing the replay, and we're like, first thing we thought is Tommy's gone. We we yeah. got games to play, yeah. you know. And so we're kind of thinking that, and um, you know, the referee was. Uh, but to go on your point of the code, I remember the ref. His name was Pat. He's a ball guy. I don't. I haven't seen him around in years. They gave me a five-minute penalty. Pat mm-hmm. Weisinger. That's who it was. It's Pat Weisinger. Uh, oh, um, with the goat. The guy from Pennsylvania. With the goatee, right? Yes. Yeah, 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 okay. You know, if that happens in a different situation, I'm I'm out of the I'm banned from NCRHA. But he understood. He's he probably he didn't say this to me, but he was probably thinking, man, I would have done the same thing. So that it, it speaks to your point of the code. It's. You know, you you fucked up. You're gonna get a five-minute penalty, but we're gonna leave it at that. It 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 makes me feel good in a sense that even though you know people who are hard ice hockey people want to shit on roller hockey, but in a sense, like again, using the word reassure, it reassures me that there are still. Um, beliefs and philosophies and and foundations that 
there's a time and a place to do things and if you do things where it's not the right time and place there's a price to pay Mm -hmm. and i know that sounds threatening and kind of like obscene in a way but at the same time i think it ensures that our sport won't get to a point where people are just trying to pull etons and michigans and and things like that because that's a good point there is also the part of the game where if you want to use the word traditional you can but there's the way to play the fucking game and there's also a way to kind of if you want to say showboat or fucking hot dog you can say whatever you want obviously for kind of people who have a camera able to do things like that with with a sick move or something yeah but there's a time and a place right there's a time and a place for for kind of all things like that so the other thing of that story i remember you touching on when it was you and me kind of you know a little more personally you said your dad was there yeah and your dad came up to you and and you know my, my i went away to school from long island to missouri and um, my dad had never seen any Lindenwood games, and this actually happened to be my last Lindenwood tournament. I didn't think it was going to be at the time. I didn't realize the whole eligibility thing and this and that. But that was like my third to last game in a Lindenwood jersey. Um, we went on to win that that national championship against Umsel, believe it or not. Um, but yeah, my dad was there, and after the game, you know, he came up to me all, all serious and stern and he just was in disbelief and he's like, why did you do that to that guy? So he, <laughs> you know, it's <coughs> funny. He just had like, had no, no clue, man. And, but, and, and, you know, to his credit. He was disappointed in me. He, but just like you said, you know, like he, he kind of didn't understand and, and not saying that, you know, like your dad is. No, he, no, know. he did not understand yeah. at all. And that he was perplexed. He was like, I can't believe you did that. Exactly. And, and you know what? I, I watched my brother, I watched my brother play a lot of games. And when my brother would do kind of like insensical shit like that, my dad would fucking be like, yo, what are you doing? <laughs> and my brother, I, I yeah, God love Frank, but like he had a mouth on Frankie. him. Frankie. <laughs> Boy. Um, he had a fucking mouth on him. He would chirp refs so bad. He actually was a really good chirper to refs. And it was like, yo, as good as you are at it, like that's just going to get you in trouble. Right. And he would fucking beat refs so hard. But there'd be times where Frank would do some like, kind of <laughs> like, like I said, insensical stuff. And my dad, would like go to him and talk to him like after the game and then frank would obviously like go with his friends or do something and like my dad and i would drive home and he i remember having conversations of my dad just being like look like because he kind of you know, like he went to you know hawks games in the late 70s well, and 80s your dad's a hockey guy and so he would kind of tell me like look like i know frank did that but like he legit like look at me while he was driving and be like but like you can't fucking do that he did not use the F word very often, but he would say like, you can't do things like that. He's like, there's a, and exactly what I'm saying, there's a time and a place where things can be justified, but like there's a time and a place where things cannot be justified. So wrapping this up, boys, I really appreciate the time. 
Are there any other stories or anything that you guys have that you want to share? But I, I don't have enough battery on this. I don't. I don't. Honestly, I might, but I don't think we have enough time because it's late. I did. I did this with Nick Boyo and like Alex McDonald and Alex Dote last night. Um, Completely different interview. I actually like we have to redo our interview because we were all way too like just it was late, kind of like tonight, and we were all just like tired and we were just kind of like not as energetic in it so i just appreciate that even though it's late you guys kind of stuck through this and and chatted with us there's a couple questions we didn't dawn on but this is this is gold everybody's gonna really enjoy this so fellas i appreciate it we're here at the rochester 2019 national collegiate roller hockey championships and we're talking with head coach ron bielstein and assistant coach of the d4 squad tommy bruce and again fellas i can't thank you enough for your time uh sharing some stories enlightening uh roller fans of uh just some good lu stuff some missouri stuff um so yeah if there's anything else you guys want to add uh it's just it's my pleasure to be on for you buddy um it's my first podcast so you pop my cherry something (laughs) something to add to the old resume so it's it is touching on two o'clock here so i'm I'm a little glad i have to tell you that no chance am I sitting here with any other NCRJ guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? That's a true statement coming from RB. I'll take that because guess what? RB, you. like, I, I – just knowing you and the time that I had at Lindenwood and outside of that and, you know, I try to kind of keep in touch with you here and there. I, there's more There's more things I want to ask you, so I hope maybe in a year you're ready for another one because – You've just, you're a fountain. You're a fountain of stories, of knowledge, of insight. Um, and Tommy Bruce, you're a household name to a lot of people in the sport. And so you kind of being indicative of being labeled a legend, um, I think anybody listening will will not deem it that. You, you're a legend in my book, and I think you're a legend in a lot of other people's books. So, um, gentlemen, it's it's been great. It's been real. But, uh, but yeah, all good things got to come to an end, right? <laughs> all right. All right. Well, that is Ronnie B., Tommy B., and Kevin D. signing off for Roller Dad News. Appreciate you guys listening. Uh, we'll have another interview for you, another podcast interview, whatever you want to call it, for you eventually. All right. Thanks, everybody. Hope you guys enjoyed that interview. That interview was unreal hearing the stories from Ronnie B and Tommy Bruce. Those guys are absolute legends. Both of them coaches at Linwood now. And it's just, that was, that was awesome. So I thought this was kind of a cool little question, kind of going around. And uh, what's your, uh, what's your favorite roller rink you guys played at in particular? Like anywhere in the United States, the world, anywhere. Um, the coolest roller rink that, or the, just, you love playing there. Jordan, you go first. I, I got to think a little bit. All right, all right. I thought about this earlier. I told Rob what mine was, but I changed my answer. What? And my answer is now San Jose, uh, the Silver Creek Sportsplex. Um, I just, when I was younger, when I went there, I think I was 10 when I went to the Narch there um, with the Wolverines. But hey, when I saw the all-glass boards and everything, I thought that was the coolest thing ever, and I had never seen it before. And I was like, oh, I never – I don't think I've seen a after it that has had that. So, you know, that was, that was a super cool area. 
San Jose is pretty cool, and it was a nice, nice thing. So you changed your answer from what you first told me? Yeah. What did you first tell him? Tell him, Jordan, what's your first answer? <laughs> uh, Taylor, Michigan was my first. The one in Taylor. Like, Marley! Hi, Marley. <laughs> Rocking her Niners gear. Oh, oh, you guys are going Niners? Uh, uh, Mar- Marley grew I'm up a Niners fan. That makes sense. Well, But Mahomes was, like, hot this year, so, like, I'm kind of happy either way. So. I'm going 15. <laughs> <laughs> so you got Taylor and San Jose. All right. Yep. Those are good ones. Yeah. You want me to go? Yeah, you can go. Okay. So I would say – Man, we uh, first off, we're just lucky that this sport has brought us to like so many cool and unique places like across the country and like unique little rinks and stuff like that. Um, uh, right now, after, you know, this past summer and worlds and everything, like the elements weren't the best in Barcelona. However, like the atmosphere and just the way that rink was and like the way people were sitting up and it was like stadium seating looking down on you, man, I'll, I'll I'll never, ever, ever forget that. So, like, Barcelona, um, that that rink was pretty spectacular. Like, that rink's up there for me. Um, gotta love San Jose. Gotta love Taylor. Um, what was the other one that I was just thinking of? There was a rink in Phoenix back in the day. Like, I think it was the Peoria Sportsplex or something like that. Was it the green that rink? Was the, what's that? Was it the green rink? Yeah. And they yeah, had the that that rink. all the way down. Dude, that was sick. I remember playing there always. Yeah. And and even even Excalibur, dude. Excalibur's a cool little ca- rink. I, like I don't the know. castle? Yeah, the castle. Dude, that was yeah. so sick. The castle, that's what it was, Excalibur. Jesus. I think that was the name of the team there. Yeah, it was. Um that was a cool rink. I don't think it's there anymore. I'm not I'm not hundred percent certain. Um trying to think of another one. Um the Parker Field House. We, yeah, shout out. Um, we played at the uh, the Olympic Oval in Salt Lake City my first year for collegiate nationals too. Mm. Being there was cool. The rink was weird because the sport court was like purple. Like it was a super dark blue. So it was hard to pick up the puck. But like just the facility itself was like pretty like crazy. It was, it was too big for roller hockey. I mean, it's an <laughs> Olympic sheet. So I mean like you've got like 15 feet extra on, on the sides. And I got, you know, you got Casey and Daniel and freaking some of the bigger boys who couldn't really get going on that rink sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that was, that was cool though, too. So definitely I would say Barcelona this last summer was like the sickest. This would be a great question for like Cavaya or Sigmund. Those guys have played. I have so something many places. So depending when this is released, I have episode two of Roller Dads. If you guys, I know it's obviously been a whole year since we released the second one, but episode one was when PJ and uh, uh, PJ Cavaya and Sigmund took you around France, uh, well Paris, and kind of just showed you their life. Uh, yeah, what they do and stuff. Well, our man Lionel, I, I'm going to butcher his last name, but Lionel Cavadini. <laughs> Everyone knows who Lionel. Good. He's the good. Lionel. Yeah. Lionel. Lionel. You know, my FMT. He uh did another one with this past weekend with him. Um, and that's gonna be a sick one. So that's gonna be very uh that's gonna drop. I'm gonna drop that Monday. So just depending on when this releases, 
you guys have to check that out because it is yeah epic. and i've already Absolutely. seen it it's just so sick so yeah but yeah you're right kev that would be a sick question for those guys they've played everywhere they've played so many places man they have played god and all over the world different countries all across our country they they've they've done it all yeah, wait until you listen to the, see this episode. They'll tell you where they were. Eton would be a good person to ask, too. He's done so many camps in, you know, South America and stuff and like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That would be good for those guys who've done so many things across the world. Yeah. Um. So I think my favorite rink I've played at, I mean, it's San Jose, but he already took that. Jordan did, so I'm not going to copy him. And... I'm just going to have to go with the old – I'm pretty upset what they did with the place. I'll first say that. <laughs> um, I'm not happy at all. Um, I'm very disappointed. But with that being said, that place is legendary because the uh, potential it, – because it, what it did have there, the potential it did have, still has it. But the two arena in Colorado Springs, the – you know – it has stadium seating, a bar up top, and it was just the sickest environment when you played against a home team. It was just – they felt like they are on top of you, and it was it was unreal. It was cool. I loved it. So I'm going to have to go with that. Tour Arena, a lot of people know – that's what a lot of people know it as is the Tour Arena in Colorado Springs. It's now known as, I think, like the uh, Xfinity Arena or something like that. Yeah. It has wood We're court. trying to start rebranding it. We're trying to start calling it a Skate City Arena, but yeah. yeah. Skate City Arena, yeah. Um, you used to have, <laughs> used to have ice, ice court, and it was so sick. But it has wood court, and it's still good. It's still not bad, but – I loved it when it was a uh, sport court, and that was yeah. my favorite rink, I would think. That's I where would. I started playing hockey, too. That's where everyone started playing hockey. Right? It's, it's, a very, it's a cool facility. That's the old stomping ground, so I'm going to have to go with that one. I like it. I like um, it. Where would you guys like to see a finals location that people haven't been to? Oh, that's a good question, man. You know, uh, 15 minutes away from me down in uh, Broomfield, Colorado, at this place called the Promenade. Uh, it's the perfect place. It has three rinks. It has a huge rink in the middle that has stadium seating. Um, it has hotels everywhere. There's, um, it's between Boulder and Denver. There's shit to do everywhere. It is the sickest, like setting for that that being said, it's all ice. And I know people have probably tried to talk to them to do this, but, um, I don't, I don't think those guys would ever let us or do that they're a little they're they're a little snobby in the fact that it's like yeah we've got stuff going on all summer with ice why do we need you know so like they kind of they're that's kind of their forte i played i played triple a there the one year of ice triple a not a big deal yeah erm big deal um but that facility, yes, that's a that's a good call. It would be sick. To, it would, like you said, the lot locker rooms are huge. It's Everything a about it. Facility. It's um, a true ice got- rink because it's like you go downstairs and that's just like the locker rooms are separated from everything else. You know, like yeah, it's it's very cool how it's all set up and. Um, it's just everything around that area. There's so much to do. So much. David Buster's, like a bowling alley, like alley, all, yeah. all this stuff. They've got so much stuff. A bunch of restaurants right around there. That would be a great spot for uh, a, um, a national tournament if, if, you know, things ended up panning out a good way. Yeah. Um, I don't know what rinks. I know that you are – were you born in North Carolina? Or is that just where your mom – yeah, okay, so your I was, your family. Yeah, 
I was born okay. here, but I we moved there, and then I moved back here when I, with my dad. Yeah. Okay, but um, so I've never been to North Carolina. I went to my cousin's wedding um, last November, 2018, um, in South Carolina in uh, Charleston, and that's a cool city, man. I would I would love to spend more time there. I didn't get enough time spent there, but beautiful. like, dude, Charleston, whoo. That is a cool place. If if there was a facility there that could like host it, that would be sick. I would go there in a heartbeat. It'd be sick, and it's a new place too. It's somewhere exactly, different. exactly. Yeah, it, it would be great to get a new venue in the mix of all these tournaments. Ramadan. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to be able to go to Hertz Arena this summer, but like that, I, it's I pretty love cool. That that it's, I know it's cool that it's going back there. I'm glad it hasn't been there for a while because it got a little repetitive being there every year. Um, with Narch, but the fact that he's going back there, I think that'll, I think that'll be a good, uh, a, a good boom for him. I think he'll have some teams end up going out there, and yeah, that's a, that's a great venue too. Yeah, remember when we were, uh, we were playing with the sick name CJ named Tour Frost? Um, we, we were, we were ice cold, baby. We were, yeah, <laughs> we were ice. Uh, remember me and you we were, we were splitting time together, and we we're skating on the rink. We get onto the big rink, and we like look around, and we're like. Oh shit! This place yeah. is huge. <laughs> Hawkins ripped a clapper, like high blocker, on me from inside the half court line in one, in one of I, those junior games. Yeah, we were. I was like sitting. I was like, did that was like, did that thing like switch directions? That wasn't. Dude, it was crazy. no. I I. I That's when I went. first saw Hawkins, and I was like, okay, yeah. I think this guy might be like he's legit, he's the best shooter ever. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I thought it hit the bar and went out. I'm like looking around and people are skating up to the I did too. you know yeah. center dot. I'm like, what the hell? It's <laughs> so unfair. That was a fun time. No, absolutely. What about you, Jordan? No. Where's a good place you'd like to go? Uh, I mean, I've never been New York, Hawaii, to the Kai the Kaiha where the Kaiha Nationals and stuff are. Oh, I've uh, remember. Do you guys know? Remember Jason uh, Domitrovich? Domitrovich, the guy who ran state wars before Tim did. Like I think he was there for one year before Tim. I think so. Yeah. 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 Well, that I think that's his rink out there, and um, it's pretty cool. I nice. Yeah, I think I didn't. Uh, what uh, Jamie Yoder have some? Doesn't he have a team, or isn't he the Kaiha? Or I know he. Yeah. Jamie. Yeah, yeah. Jamie runs the Kaiha. I totally forgot about that, Jordan. I've been there. Yeah, you went there for uh, yeah, like two years ago, right? No, uh, no, it was it was uh, it was like four or five. That was uh, that was spring break. That was when we went to Philly and then won our second back-to-back national title. Um, Not a big deal. Yeah, we uh, we went to Hawaii over spring break. That was like the only year Ronnie let some of us go anywhere for spring break, but we went because we were playing and stuff. Um, my flight situation back was so stupid. I should have just did what Casey and Cody did, but um, but yeah, that's a beaut. If you guys haven't been there, that place literally looks like I've it just never opened. been to Hawaii. So it looks like it yeah, just yeah. opened. That rink looks like it opened a month ago. It's so clean. The guy who owns it, his name is Rich, um, and he he is rich. And um, <laughs> yes, yeah, it's it's uh, no, that's a beautiful facility. That's a yeah, beautiful, beautiful thing. That's what I've never been to, and uh, I think if I mean if everything, all the money it adds up and all the stuff like that, I know it's a lot of travel out there, but yeah, tournaments can do it. It'd be really cool. We can we can dive into Hawaii stories on another pod. <laughs> yeah. Nice. All right. Well, as today is February second, twenty twenty, it is uh, Super Bowl Sunday. Super you, Bowl uh, Sunday. Who do you guys have on the win in the big game today? Uh, going with the uh, 
Chiefs. <laughs> I switched hats for everyone. <laughs> switched hats to not a football hat. Mahomes, 15. Man, I think I think it's going to be a – Niners are trash. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's going to be 27-24 Niners. Whoa. Okay, well, I'm going my score prediction, 14-41 Chiefs. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got, Jordan? I think it's going to be 35. Cowboys aren't playing, Jordan. 35 31 <laughs> Niners. I guess the Niners. Are you the Cowboys? In the okay, shootout. 20, in the shootout. 31 29 Niners? 31 35 31. Oh, no. 35 30. Did you guys just listen to anything I said? What the no. Not at all. I was talking 35 31 Niners. All right. All right. You think the Niners are putting up five touchdowns? Yeah. Against Tyran wow. Matthew, the best D-back in the freaking NFL, LSU legend, right here, ball signed right there. <laughs> oh, this kid is going. <laughs> I All I ever hope for in Super Bowls is that the last game of the season is the best game. That's, 100%. I mean, yeah, that's, I just want a close, like, two-minute warning, two-minute drill, like, you know, if Mahomes has the ball, the two-minute drill, like, who knows, you know? So, I mean, I just want a really good game. That's all I ever want. 100%. All right. Well, you guys got anything else to add? Or can we say what uh, ending the po- episode three of that yep. podcast? Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Check us out. RDN Good Roller Pod. Search. Peace. Later, boys. Later, guys. Have a good one. Two. Coffee, everybody sleeping on me Going round door to door, setting off alarms All that horse shit, you should have left it at the barn Keep a stallion, tell her gallop to the store and get cigars, yeah Too many whips, gotta get a new garage made I might steal one just to drive it in a car chase Me and my bizarre ways I moved up from a private to a sergeant You can see it from the scar face Hidden in a dark place, swimming in the shark tank Give a bitch a little bit of change She a game in an arcade Not a second to lose I'm the motherfucking Bible, that's forever the truth And this is not another case of the celebrity blues The devil whip me and he tell me to shoot Oh yeah, well, what you do? Have you ever had a hurt? Just for something to do Can you drive a circle? A lot of lies cover the truth You got options, what do you do? Sitting on a weekday, drunk as fuck, do a buck 60 on the freeway. Giving y'all the free base, hidden in the middle of a briefcase. It's hidden in a subwoofer, big case. Used to wanna know how a free taste. Now I'm in it in an instant like replay. Brides up the time, pass her off like relay. Why I'm so mad on my B day? She said, I thought you got sober. Then I said, I wish you stopped being a bitch and get to money your business. Told me, Money has changed you. Yeah. I get to thinking that rarely do I visit. How'd I get so egotistical? I'm a Buffalo soldier. Heaven is a mile away, the trouble much closer. I'm only 23, but my mind is older and it'll forever be. Dead presidents to the homies, death to my enemies. Oh, yeah. What do you do?
voice message system. Four, one, two. Is not available. Yeah, man. I uh, wish you were here. Happy holidays. Um, I love you.